One of the easiest ways to get your song to sound more professional is just to add some harmony vocals. And I know harmony vocals can seem overwhelming, but today we're gonna talk about three really easy ways to add harmony vocals. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. This is episode 118. Today, we are going to be talking about harmonies, especially for harmonies for vocals. So before we dive in, though, this is a subject. I know, I know. Nobody wants to learn music theory. But it's hard to talk about this without at least a little bit of theory knowledge. Uh, I'm going to try my best to explain it in a way that even if you don't know much theory, it will still make sense to you. But if you want it to make even more sense to you, I do have a free guide out there about the four pillars of music theory that I think every songwriter needs to know. All you really, really need to know is keys, intervals, um, chords, and chord progressions. So that's the four things that I talk about in that guide. The link will be in the description below if you want to check that out. That will help your understanding a lot. But regardless, I'm going to try my best to make this so that you don't you need to know as little music theory as possible for this video. So let's dive in. First one, this is not technically a harmony, but it is something that can be a part of the harmonies that you add, the total harmony of all the vocals coming together. And that's just doubling and doubling can look several ways. One is that you just simply repeat the exact note of the melody in the same octave. Now that just sort of adds a beefiness to your voice. It, it helps to really make the melody stick stick out, stand out. Um, but a more common thing to do, or maybe equally as common, but a little more in the actual harmony realm. It's still not really harmony, but um, it is a little bit more like real harmony. Is just going down the octave or up the octave, depending on where you are in your range for the melody. Uh, but a lot of times, say you have a chorus, you're singing high notes, just adding a vocal take where you try to match your performance except one octave down can really add to the vocal in the same way that, you know, if you're playing piano, there's a big difference between just playing one note in the bass and then two, which I can barely, I can barely reach that with this microphone stand. But um, it's the same way, right? It, if you're a pianist, you know, it, it adds a little something when you do octaves in the bass instead of just doing one note. Right. It just adds a little something to it. Not technically a harmony, but hey, as far as adding harmonies, other vocal parts, other things to sort of make it a wall of vocals, doubling is a really awesome thing to do. And it's super simple. Literally same note, just octave up or octave down. Or hey, you can also do both. Second one. This is where we get into actual harmonies. This is a tight harmony. So a tight harmony is usually either a third above or a third below. Yes, I know this is where music theory is coming in. But basically, when it comes to a third, think of whatever key you're in, right? So let's take key of C because it's very easy. Key of C is all of the white keys, right? So in that case, you always go not to the next note in the in the key, but the next note after that. So for example, a third from C in the key of C major would be not D because that's the next note. E is the next note after that. So that's your third. Also in the key of C, say an F, what would the third be? Not the G. So it's the A. And this applies to all keys, right? If you're in the key of E, the next note is F sharp. So it's not that one. And then the next note after that is G sharp. So that's your third. 
So generally speaking, you want your tight harmonies to be either a third above or a third below. Generally speaking, even if you don't do exactly a third above and a third below, we'll talk about why you might not want to and why you should change it up. But the point of a tight harmony is it follows the same what's called contour as your melody. What's contour? Well, the basic way to look at it is it's basically going in the same direction and at about the same rate. So if, if you thought of your melody as like, hey, let me draw that the line goes up a little bit when the melody comes up and it comes down when it goes down and it goes way up when it goes way up. And it's just a line that you draw across a page following roughly how high or low pitch wise a, a, a vocal is or really any note, but in this case, a lead vocal, that's the contour. That's all it really is, like a roller coaster representing how high or low the notes currently are. And generally speaking, you want your harmony, when we're talking about tight harmonies, to follow that exact same contour. And the reason for this is that helps it to sort of blend and supplement the lead vocal instead of really standing on its own. In this case, the, this type of harmony is most effective when you just kind of want to add something to the melody without adding too much different advanced harmony. You just want something that blends along with your melody. Because look, it's going at the same contour. It's just usually a third above or a third below. So it's very much a supplemental piece. And as far as the third above and third below goes, you might actually want to change this because sometimes a third above or a third below might not actually fit with the underlying chord. So let's take an easy example again. Let's take a C major chord. A C major chord has C, E, and G. So if you're doing a harmony above that, okay, that was just the melody, but let's take a third below. So right there, right, we have a C major chord, which is C, E, and G. And then we have an F as the low harmony, or the third below harmony. And then the A is the melody. So both the melody and the harmony are both not in the chord. They're not, they're not notes that are in the chord. And this isn't necessarily a problem, right? This it comes to taste. You might want to add tension and it might be just the right amount of tension for you to add that, you know, F and A that are both not in that chord that's currently playing. But another alternative is that you can actually mostly stick with notes that are in the chord. So in this case, we might start with the third because at first it's a G is the melody, which is in the C chord, and then E which is also in a C chord. That would be your third below harmony. So when we go up one note, we can actually just go up one note in the melody, but keep the harmony on that E because the E is within our chord, which would sound like this. So now that E is in the chord, the A is not, which already that that melody is sort of intending to break from the chord to add that bit of tension. That's the point of that line. Um, but something to think about. So basically, start by keeping it simple. Pick a third above or below. In general, I like a third below because I like the melodies, especially if you're singing 
higher. And the star of the show is like your vocal range, like you're singing high notes. Definitely probably pick a third below because A, a third above might be really pushing your vocal range. And B, you don't want to take any of this spotlight away because humans tend to hear the lowest and highest notes best, which is why you can probably pick out the bass pretty easily. And you can pick out, you know, whatever the highest part of a song is generally. So if you layer a bunch of vocals together or you listen to a choir, you probably notice the sopranos, don't you? You probably notice the basses. But when it comes to the tenors and the altos, it might start to blend and you can't really tell. But people tend to notice the highest and the lowest. So take advantage of that. Let the highest be your main lead vocal. Don't have to do that, just personally, the way I lean. Um, so pick a third above or a third below, depending on your taste. And then from there, Honestly, just play it by ear. If something sounds wrong, try going up or down a note with the harmony. That's it. Just go up or down a note. And probably one of those will sound good. So for example, here, if I didn't know music theory, following my own rules, this F that I have, I'd try above. Ooh, now there's a second. I don't want that. So how about one note below? Ooh, now I have the E, which is in my chord. I might like that. I think I actually like the, the dissonance of the F in the A, keeping in the third, but, um, you know, to each their own. So those are tight harmonies, mostly third above or below, sometimes second or fourth. Oblique harmony. This is maybe the easiest to write, and it's one of my favorites. I really like this. I think it sounds really, really good. And, oh, also, this week there's going to be videos coming out on the YouTube channel I don't know if you're watching on YouTube. If you are and you're enjoying this and you're getting value from this, be sure to drop a like and subscribe because I have videos coming out every single week. This podcast is comes out in video form, of course, uh, but there's also videos that are like edited videos that, you know, are a lot shorter because they're not a podcast. So um, this week I'm going to have some videos coming out that sort of supplement this where I actually show you, I'll, I'll take actually the same melody that I'm using here and show you exactly how I would think through writing it. We're going to go to the computer screen. I'll show you uh, me doing it in Reaper, which is my recording software of choice. Recording software really doesn't matter. I'm just trying to pick something that would be easy, that would be easy for anybody to understand and watch so that you can learn. Um, so be sure to subscribe if you're interested in that, uh, because that will be coming. So last one, oblique harmony. Oblique really just means that it's a note staying in the same place. And this really has a sort of anchoring effect. It anchors where, where your melody is really like based in. So there's basically two different versions. There's one where you're doing a chord tone and one where you're doing what's called a pedal harmony. There's other words for it too, pedal tone, etc. But for the chord tone, basically what you're doing is whatever chord you're using. So before we had the C, we had the C major, right? You use... Usually the first, the first is the first note in the chord, right? So if it's a C major chord, C is the first. Or you can also use what's called a guide tone. Guide tones generally are basically notes within the chord that inform what the chord is. So for example, a fifth, this is probably the most technical music theory we'll, we'll get, but hang, hang with me, it'll be, it'll be worth it. So... A fifth doesn't really tell you anything about the chord. Why? Because, well, I don't know if it's a C major chord or a C minor chord. 
that's very important information. Whereas if you pick the third, that tells you like, hey, it would imply within the context anyway, right? Because in context, we know it's a C chord. Obviously, an E alone is meaningless. But in the context of a song where the song has enough context to know like, hey, this is the this is a C, C major chord, an E is relatively informative relative to a fifth or the G, which is less informative. Regardless of all that, usually you want the first. You can also use the third. And if you're using seventh chords, you can use the seventh because the seventh somewhat informs, you know, what is it? A dominant seventh? Is it flat seventh? What, the, what is it? But anyway, that's the most advanced we're going to get. Moving on. So let's talk about the two types. One that we just started talking about is the chord tone. This basically means the simplest version is whatever your current chord is, you simply sing the root note of that chord along with the harmony. Or sorry, along with the melody. That's it. It's that simple, right? So before we had, we said as a C major chord throughout. So we would have a C. So that combined with the, this microphone being in the way of me actually being able to play the keyboard is relatively annoying. I have to figure out a new setup. But here we are. <laughs> so um, we established as a C major chord. So it would just be like this. Right? Literally, it's one note the entire time. And yes, on its own, it's boring, but that's not the job of a harmony. The job of a harmony is to be interesting in context. And especially when layered with other harmonies, right? Like, let's say we add the third to. Okay, now we're getting somewhere, right? And then maybe you add, you know, the, the double down the octave, and now we're really getting somewhere, right? So it doesn't matter that's boring on its own. Think every alto part ever, right? Like altos are made fun of because they're, they're they like have three notes the whole time and they're on one note for like measures straight. That's basically what this is. And you know what? Maybe it's not fun to be an alto for that reason, but it sounds really good in context. And if you took that note away, the richness of the harmony would really start to go away. So the other version of oblique harmony is a pedal tone. As I mentioned before, pedal tone Instead of being based on the current chord, so it would change every time there's a chord change, instead it just stays the same regardless of chord changes, and it's based on what key you're in rather than what currently what is the current chord. So in this case, we're in the key of C. So even no matter how many chord changes there are, I'm probably going to basically just stay on C. You can also use, instead of the tonic, which tonic is the first, you can also use the dominant, which is the fifth. So in this case, we're in the key of C. So you would either be on the a C note or a G note, because a G is the fifth, because go up by five within the key, right? So C, D, E, F, G. So the G would be the fifth. And you're probably going to ride, you're just riding that the whole time, right? It will add some tension sometimes, and... And sometimes it will be perfectly consonant, which is the beauty of it, because to keep harmonies interesting, a part of the key is to sort of balance, have some dissonance, and then come together and relieve the tension. Create tension with some dissonance and then become perfectly consonant again. That is a part of what makes it interesting, uh, which is a part of the reason that you actually don't want to stay completely in thirds the whole time, going back to our other harmony. 
right? The reason I said sometimes you want to maybe do a fourth and a second because otherwise it might get a little boring, a little too perfect. The beauty of a bleak harmony is it has built in that it's not going to be perfect, right? Because your melody, I'm sure, is not staying on one note. But your oblique harmony is going to. So therefore, as you go up by a second, guess what? This and this and this and this like that all has a very is a completely different interval between them right it's not a third right it's not a third the whole time so it really adds and 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 takes away tension just automatically for free basically which is why i think this one is maybe the best combo of really easy but also really 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 effective so those are the harmonies that I wanted to talk about. Hopefully that was helpful to you. If it was and you haven't already, be sure to drop a like and subscribe. Click that little notification bell if you want more videos on songwriting. We talk about songwriting every single week. We have podcasts like this, as I mentioned before, and we have videos uh, at the Songwriter Theory YouTube channel, which you may or may not be on if you're listening via podcast. I appreciate you. I saw a few of you emailed me some more requests. I'm starting to get through the request. This is actually a request from a while ago. Somebody was requesting harmony vocals, uh, and it took me a while to get to because I I, I want to make sure I did it right. Um, and I feel like now I'm prepared to do it right. Hopefully you agree, because um, I really want to make it simple, but 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 useful. And that with harmonies and things that involve more music theory, it's a little harder to do. Um, so hopefully this was helpful to you, especially um, the person who requested this. I hope that this was helpful to you. I do mark all of your requests down. I'm going to get in the habit of doing a better job of marking them down and make sure I don't miss them. Um, so I've started preparing for some others. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. And I will talk to you next time. <laughs>